Hi, welcome to the Pet Healer Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Mitzi Vargas. And today I have my guest, Marco Maggiolo. And he was here before and it was a very popular show. And I still get questions about that show. So I figure what better idea just to bring Marco back and have a conversation. In case you missed that episode, you can always go back subscribe and you can always go back and review your episodes but um, Marco Maggiolo is a veterinarian from Brazil and his master degree is in um, animal behavior and he is a trainer and competitor with agility um, has been part of the Brazil team and USA team in competitions uh, around the world so he's a very experienced um, handler trainer and obviously animal lover. And so because he works right now with us, uh, associated with Orchid Springs Animal Hospital as a trainer and animal behaviorist, I wanted to bring him over because at this point in time, we just passed our holidays and a lot of people received pets as gifts. And um, that in itself is a concept we need to maybe touch on. Uh, giving pets as gifts, but now that the pets in the household, but these puppies, uh, there's a plethora of things that are going on. Um, new older dogs and you're adding a new puppy, um, new puppy behavior, uh, desensitization so that we get a good pet, um, training. There's so much things to do right now than this uh, kitten, well, we're going to focus on dogs today, but these puppies are in the household now. Um, ideally, we could have intervened before and make a couple of, of key questions to those people that uh, acquire pets for Christmas and the holidays. Um, so, Marco, first of all, let's just start with that point. Um, what's your, your point of view as a behaviorist and interested in the welfare of the animals uh, in regards to uh, giving pets as gifts? Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me here again. I'm very happy um, that you invite me again. Um, yeah, this is a very sensitive topic, especially when you go to this time of year, uh, holidays. We see a lot of people giving puppies as gifts, presents to kids and all that. And by law, uh, puppies are a possession. You know, you buy them. Even if you adopt them, they are possession you know like um, your own of them it's like any other thing you have like a car a tv or whatever but we need to remember that there's a life there you know so i really um it's i don't like to generalize you know yeah. to speak like um because there was like people who know how to deal with the situation but most part of the time uh it's not a good idea to use like a puppy for a christmas present or something like that um, because the family is not prepared for that, you know, and kids normally they're not prepared for that. And uh, with time, you see some bad results coming yeah. from there, you know, like so, abandoned and even euthanasia, as we see a lot this time of year. So, yeah. yeah. So one of the things that we don't want is to receive a pet for Christmas and then return it to the shelter in January, which is what happens in a lot of the cases. And the reason is because they use the gift as a surprise. So I feel like you, 
um, you can't always generalize because there are people that know what they're doing. But the but the way to do it is to consult with yeah. the family that's going to receive the pet. In my opinion, to consult with them, you know what kind of pet, wh- what time you have available for the pet. I mean, even what financial resources you have. Yes. Because um, as a veterinarian, it, it just hurts my heart to see people that are spending three thousand dollars and upwards for a puppy yet when i tell them we need to do a cbc or you know to make sure this puppy's healthy or it needs this and that they are they just they just i can't afford it and yeah. so you know that's that's where it comes to me it's like wow you know you, you needed to know that this is not just the initial expense that this is a responsibility and a financial uh burden really it is and as you say most part of people they think that having a puppy is just buying it's just like you buy the puppy you're done the puppy's at home and that's it uh, and it's not like buying any other thing you know you need to realize that puppy we need medical care we need like food you need like all other kinds of attention and time and all that and as you say some people pay like three thousand, four thousand dollars, or even if they don't pay, even yeah, if they even go though. and adopt a dog and pay like a fifty dollars fee for adoption, whatever, they, how much they charge, and they bring the puppy home and they think that's it. Now is the puppy, you know, when I'm not here, I put the puppy on the side and that's it. Uh, but it, it is not, you know, you need medical care, like you say. You go, mm-hmm. you need to check the puppy's health, and you have the shot, and you have the food, and you need have toys and time especially time i think time is something people don't realize they will need to um it, uh, they will need to separate part of their lives for that pet for the next 15 16 years yeah you know and as i say like you give a puppy to like a seven eight years old kid you know in 10 years that kid's not going to be a kid anymore it's going to be going to college probably or something like that and the puppy going to stay home you know so yeah so our job, I think our job as pet professionals is trying to tell people that and say, you know, you need to think ahead, you know. And if you're adopting a dog, if you're adopting a puppy, or if you're buying a puppy, no problem. I don't have any problems with buying puppies, yeah. no problem at all. But there is this whole responsibility ahead of you and expenses and time and professional help and all that. And people don't realize they want the perfect Christmas present. Yeah. And they don't think, okay, what about next month? What about yeah. next year? They're thinking, I, f- I feel they're thinking in postcard moments. You yes. know, oh, like uh, this yeah. going to make social a great. Medias. Yes, it's going to make a great Facebook post. Yeah, <laughs> social media is like, look what I have for Christmas. Yeah. It's a puppy. So it, but it nobody's there to clean up after the puppy nope. or do nope. discipline yep. or anything. Yeah. And as you know better than me, and you bring the puppy to do the normal shots and blood work and something like that, and it's like 200 350 dollars oh my god $250 it is the normal thing and it's a money you need to expend every year you yeah. know um, and, and I think uh, one of the things for those of you that got puppies uh, or any dog really for Christmas whether it's an adult or second hand or shelter rescue um, that pet insurance uh, is super important I have seen it be the big difference between people pursuing treatment and not the the knowing that they have somebody to reimburse them some of the costs. And so that's a very smart for all of you guys that got puppies or, or adults, uh, brand new pets into the household this holidays, please consider pet insurance. And there's so many. 
yes. 10 years ago, there weren't any. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Now it's like every month there's a new company. So just do your research out there. Call us or call your vet um, and uh, compare. But I think that that's a, a very first step if you brought a puppy into the ho- home. Um, obviously, have it checked by a vet. But... Uh, you know, do the um, pet insurance because it really can uh, save you a bundle. And especially a first year of age, there's so many things that can go yes. wrong, you know. Yes. Puppies are just wild sometimes. It's like kids, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that struck me, you know, interesting when you said, um, you know, that by law they are possessions, but obviously we believe they're part of the family, you know, and here we treat them as such. And, and, um, you know, that's one thing that uh, struck me. Like, wow, that that's true. Legally, they are they property, are. and so it's it's hard when you see somebody not treating their pet right, and you try to intervene that they are in possession of the pet, and they that there's some legalities you have to yeah. uh, follow in order to you know you know help that pet. But one of the things that I wanted to talk to you, um, Marco, is because you're doing a really good job for our clinic coming up. We're going to have a whole team uh, learn uh, the stages of the puppies. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, uh, I don't want to be selfish, and I don't want to just do it for my team at OSA. I wanted to give it to every listener out there, um, pet lover, dog lover. Uh, let's just go uh, you know, over the stages of the puppy. A lot of people think that they want to get a puppy at six weeks of age mm. because they figure, oh, they'll imprint on me and then I'll be there everything. Mm. And You're uh, going you a know. very delicate topic. Y- now. Yeah, but <laughs> let's do the, this hypothetical. So yeah. I, I'll throw you some hypotheticals. And sure. sadly, these have been <laughs> real from real life experience. So, you know, they're not so hypothetical. But let's just say this person uh, comes to me and brings a puppy that is six weeks old. Mm-mm. And and I say, well, uh, how come you have the puppy so early? Because usually, by law, really, uh, breeders should uh, wait till eight weeks of age to sell the puppies. And often, some breeders, especially of the teacup ones, they don't let them go until they're ten or twelve weeks. So, I just wanted your opinion on what kind of uh, situation are they getting into when they get a puppy? They take it out of the mother. So the mother um, didn't want to feed them anymore or they had too many or something happens to the mother and you end up with a six week old puppy how can you take that six week too early to be out of mama's way uh puppy and um, shape him to be a normal well-developed dog yeah this is a very delicate topic um i'm gonna give you my person my professional opinion about it um so the first family of the puppy is not the human family. Mm-hmm. The first family is the litter. You know, yeah. is mama and the little brothers and sisters is the litter. That's when you start creating a temperament there. Separate that too early, it will create a lot of um, behavior problems in the future. Um, I understand and I, I know a lot of good breeders and I understand that keeping a puppy for a longer time is a lot of cost and I understand that. And they have a business, and it's hard to balance that. So if you ask me what is the best time to separate a puppy from the litter, 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 10 weeks. But okay. 10 weeks is very hard for any breeder to achieve. You cannot hold like a, a puppy for 10 weeks. And I'm going to tell you that. Um, I don't know if you know that, but there is a stage of development on puppy. They call the first um, uh, the first fear period. Okay. Okay. And that period happened between seven and nine weeks old. Is a natural uh, stage of behavior development, and is the stage where the puppy is too sensitive to everything going around in the world. Okay. So if you think about this period of time, what happened normally that period of time? That's normally when the dog is leaving the yes. real family, the first family, and going to the first human family. So what the owner do at that time with like an eight, nine weeks old puppy, or even seven, like you said, is just taking this pup everywhere because I need to socialize my puppy. And this puppy is just care of everything, okay? So I will say that the best time to separate a puppy from the litter is 10 weeks old, but because I understand that can be a lot of cost for a breeder, a good breeder, I will say eight is acceptable. Okay. But it's acceptable if the owner knows that the puppy is still living. It's like a baby, you know? Just think like that. I don't like to do to compare puppies with human babies because it's different, you know? Human babies, they do logical thinking that puppies, they don't do. But think like that. Trying to grab like a four-month-old human baby and socialize with the world, exposure him to noises and things like that, that baby's not red yet. Yeah. It's pretty much the same stage you have with the puppy. So if this owner knows that he needs to wait a little bit and work in the environment and his house first, that's okay. But before eight weeks, never. Yeah. And that's what scares me a lot. I see, and I know breeders sometimes complain with me, <laughs> send yeah. me emails and things like that. I was like, before eight weeks, never. Yeah. A puppy before eight weeks old, he should be with his first family, having their own natural uh, stage. I would not go to the stages here. There's the transitional stage. There's the um, neonatal stage. There's a the socialization stage. But I'm not going all the stages here because we'll be talking about the stages here for like an hour. Uh, but it's important that this puppy has all those like primordial stages with his litter, you know, and that will be partially developed until eight weeks old. After eight weeks, I accept and I say, okay, you can go to a human family now, but it's important we tell people, it's important we tell uh, the people who doesn't know that, that between eight and 10 weeks is like having a baby. You don't start basic obedience until 10, until 10 weeks old. Because it's like trying to teach, again, I'm going to compare with a human baby. He's trying to teach a six-month-old baby to ride a bicycle. <laughs> Understand? He's not ready yet. Yeah. He needs to follow his natural development. development until he's ready. And one week for a puppy, it's a lot. Well, I realize, you know, seven to nine weeks is only two weeks. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's amazing, that development, mental development that they go through in just two weeks. You have a lot of difference if you if you deal with like a six, seven weeks old puppy and with a nine, ten weeks old puppy. You have this completely change of stage, a completely like this nine, ten weeks old puppy, he's much more curious. Mm-hmm. He goes for something. He's like, Oh, what is that? Let me figure out what is this. A six, seven weeks old puppy, he's still there with the mama. He's still there. I'm scared of everything. You know, um as a doctor, I'm pretty sure you know that like 
five weeks old puppy, they do they can do their own thermal regulation. Yeah. They can die in cold, you know, or with too much heat. So if you go two weeks ahead, they already can do it. So like even physically, even clinically speaking, a two weeks is a huge gap for a puppy. Yeah, in development. Yeah. So in my hypothetical case of this person that brought us, you know, six week old puppy um separated from the mother. So if they have another dog in the house, uh, or you know, in some cases cats, <laughs> you know, whatever other animal they have in the house, um, do you think that uh fostering a close bond between those pets, you know, doing whatever necessary so that the other pet in the household hopefully the other pet in the household is open, it's submissive, is you know, loving yeah. and and welcoming of the new intruder in the household. Um, but trying to foster a bond with them might somehow help this is bridge very that. Yeah, it's very tricky to answer that because it's not a yes or no answer. Yeah, it it like might. It, it depends. De- it will depend on the dog you have. Mm. You need to remember, think about a six-week-old puppy. He's still, uh, by instinct, will look for the mother figure. He still look for that. I'm, I'm still baby. I'm not ready for the outside world yet. So when you change the environment and you bring this puppy to a, an environment with another dog, he might look at that dog as this figure, yeah. or even at you, or even at the owner. But is this dog or the person will give the same stimulus to that puppy or not? Okay. It depends. Some dogs, and I've seen that, they have amazing mother yeah. skills. You know, it's amazing. They just bring the puppy, and they uh, it looks they understand. That is, that puppy is not ready yet to go outside and play. So they just like, okay, come with me here, and I will take care of you. But most part, the dogs they are not ready for that. Yeah, they don't have that experience. You know, I had a female that she had puppies, and every time I bring a puppy at home, she had that instinct. You know, it it was amazing because, uh, um, from my perspective, like she understand and she she have been there before. Yeah, so she knows how to take care of that puppy. But most part of dogs, they don't. Yeah, they're spayed and neutered, hopefully yeah. early on. It's so different. Like, think about how different it will be if you bring a six-week-old puppy to your house, to your already existing dog there, and a 10-week-old puppy there. Yeah. So the 10-week-old puppy, we're going to look to that dog, oh, let's go play. Yeah. You know? And the six weeks, is not. It's going to be, like, scared. You know, where's yeah. my mama? Where's my sister? Different smells. Different smells, yeah. So it will depend a lot on the other dog. Yeah. That's a that's a good answer. I, I like your answer. <laughs> well, it, I know you're not going to talk about the developmental stages, uh, you know, in detail, but hopefully you'll, you know, at least mention them. But one of the things that I want to, you know, remind the listeners is that the puppies uh, learn about everything with their nose. Their eyes open at two weeks, yes. and then their ears open at 27 days. Yes. So they are come to the world, they're deaf, and they are blind, but they have their nose. So the olfactory system in dogs and cats are extremely well-developed, way bigger, uh, occupying a, a way bigger area in their brain than on us. Um, but that's how they, at six weeks, they can they can you know, barely hear, you know, they're just gotten their hearing. So that's another change in the development. Yes. Um, and so they're just experiencing, it's a lot of, like you say, a lot of stimuli. 
yeah. a lot of stimuli for some that... The first stage after they're born, we call neonatal. Mm-hmm. That is like from Latin, new is new, you know, mm-hmm. like from no new. And NATO is like birth. And that's, that phase is like two weeks, two weeks of... Uh, uh, it takes two weeks to complete that first stage. So like you say, they cannot see, they cannot hear. The nose mm-hmm. works, you mm-hmm. know, and they understand that interaction. They are very like cuddly with one mother, you know, they cannot protect themselves. And different than like if you see a baby cow that they yeah. born and just get up, you know, <laughs> yeah, because they they're walk. like, yeah, like, okay, let's see if there's no hunter here. But mammals, they're like, okay, there's no, there's no predators for me. So I'm going to stay two, three weeks with my mom here just sleeping and she, um, feed me with the milk and I'm just be cut on here. After that, we had a short period to have transit, we call transitional, transitional period, that it comes a little before the socialization. Uh, and that's when their eyes start open and you know, and they start hearing things and they become a little more curious about the environment. It's like, okay, so the world is not just here, like side by side with my mom. It's like, okay, there's something there. Let me check it out. And they are able to like being standing and go around the environment and looking stuff. And that one, the curiosity just, because you know, dogs are very curious. Yeah. When they're curious, just like, okay, let me check it out. After that, we start the pre-socialization period. So I say that we're not go step by step, but let's go step by but, step. Yeah, yeah, but let's just at least mention it. Yeah. You know? The pre-socialization is, okay, I know who I am. I can stand up, I can see, I can hear, I can start investigating around. So after that, we go to the socialization. And the socialization starts around six, seven weeks old. So it's like, is the dog ready to go to another house? That's when start that little thing line between, I look to a six weeks old puppy and apparently he's good. He can hear, he can listen, he interacts with me, so I'm gonna separate it from the mom. And that's when you start problems because if you wait a little longer, after the pre-socialization, you enter in the first fear period and you have the socialization when the dog can go to another family. Yeah. So for that reason, I say like it's so important you wait until minimum eight weeks. And trust me, I see a lot of puppies going to a new family with six, seven weeks. It's like two weeks, it's, it makes a such huge difference. But unfortunately, yeah. not every time it happens. You know, and and but at least we're giving these um, concepts out there, putting them out there for our listeners to share with their friends and family and other pet lovers and, and just, you know, open that communication. But what happens, you already have the puppy. Okay, so mm-hmm. I got the puppy, you know, oh, my God, I didn't know anything about that. Uh, but thank God this puppy health certificate says that it's eight weeks old. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so at least it's not that bad. And uh, but now, uh, let's the case A. This puppy comes into a household with no pets, mm-hmm. no experience in pets. They had a pet when they were kids, and this is their first adult dog. You know that they're gonna have as adults. You know, part of a, a adulting. <laughs> you know, first step. Oh, let's get a dog. Or they just got married, new house, new house needs a new dog. So Christmas, bam, yeah. a week old puppy. Let's say this puppy, and I know that you're going to say that depends on the breed because obviously certain breeds have certain characteristics. Breeds and mixed breeds, you know, okay. that topic. <laughs> I will, let me pick this hypothetical puppy is a beagle. Mm-hmm. And this is a household. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not an apartment. Um, and there's no kids. 
just young, two young adults with a beagle. They work regular hours, 10 hours a day. They get this puppy. What are, you know, and they say, Marco, I don't know. What what should I do now? <laughs> well, I will so. say like this. If you, there's no other dogs in the family, it's just two people and they work the whole day, the first thing you need to focus is teach that dog to be by himself, you know? Okay. And that's another mistake that I see a lot of people doing. Because yes, counterintuitive because some people would say, I'm just going to take this puppy with me everywhere. Exactly. I'm just going to buy a bag and put him in with me and take him to work and exactly. put him underneath my uh, computer <laughs> desk. And, and it's, it's not hard to do that. Like you say, you're talking about an eight-week pup, week puppy. Yeah. So it's it's okay. He's already ready to go to a new house at uh -huh. eight weeks old. Uh, he's still living his first fear period, but that's fine. You can adapt it. This window between eight and ten, the only thing I will recommend, don't take your puppy everywhere on like loud noises, crowds, and things like that. That's going to be my concern. But if you're at home, that's fine. That's why I said... Eight weeks old is okay, okay, if you're not uh -huh. overexposing him a lot because he's not ready for that yet. But if, using your example, if you cannot be at home and if you need to teach that dog to be uh, by himself, what normally people do is like this. I'm home and the dog is with me 100% of the time. Yeah, I sit on especially the with the pandemic. Exactly. The dog is on my lap. Mm -hmm. I, if I work in my office, the dog is on my feet. So in the moment that you need to leave, this puppy just came from his own family when he had somebody the whole time. Understand yeah, that? Another like housemate, you exactly. know, uh, littermate. So one thing that normally I use is like this. I tell the owner, okay, we need to teach this puppy to be by himself when you were here. Oh, Understand? Yeah. So if you are in the kitchen cooking or if you are in the living room watching a movie, the puppy doesn't need to be on your lap the whole time. Let's create a dog area in your house where he can stay there, where he sleeps there, when he eats there, when there's fun toys there, and you just pass, sometimes you pass in front and you pat him and say, good boy, and he's okay there. Because the moment you need to leave and detached, he's okay in his in his place. Yeah, isn't it more independent? More independent, exactly. But uh, what people do is the difference. And in the future, we're going to start having separation anxiety yeah. and the dog destroying things at home. I hate to say that, but this is what I'm thinking. The pandemic has emptied the shelters, which is a very positive thing. Yeah. Um, but all of these people are temporarily working from home. Just think what's going on now. Everybody's going back to work. I know. And so once the vaccine like is out. out. Yeah. Exactly. I'm once sorry, the vaccine I is out. Yeah. No, no, but, no, yeah. but uh, we're going. Once the vaccine's out, things will go back to normalcy and now I don't have the puppy on top of me 24/7 so now is when they're, they're, the the um, phones are going to be ringing off the hook for you Marco because <laughs> people are going to be like they are ready he was perfect what <laughs> yeah. happened he was but perfect that's the thing. now what he's I, destroying everything yeah it's like train your dog to stay in the crate train yeah. your dog to stay in the pan you know you don't like crates because you think crate is too small i'm 100% pro crate okay if you have a crate in the right side and your dog understands sleeping there and staying there, that's fine. Otherwise, you train a pen. You know, a playpen is going to be a, you can have a, a very um, good space for your dog when he can stay there during the day. And it's not difficult to train that. You just need to create positive experience with that before you need him there. Yes. Because if you are on the point that I need to put my dog there because I need to go to work and I don't know what to do anymore. It's not going to happen from today to tomorrow. No, it's going to be gonna, a big process. You're going to need weeks. 
You yeah. got a new weeks and maybe you don't have the time now. So if you have a puppy, start right now. It's a little price to pay. Always say that. Probably already heard me saying that. It's a little price to pay now to have a better life for the next 15, 16 years. Yeah. You know? And that's what I I want to, uh, you know, leave that thought out there for for all the animal lovers that are listening. It The investment um, that you get, the return on investment of all that patience, that all that research you do into getting a pet into the house, um, all that uh, animal behavior, you know, intervention that you do with them in the beginning, desensitizing them to, um, you know, things in the future, all of that is going to pay off. The training that you, the time that you dedicate and the money that you dedicate for training and guidance in that aspect, and even the investment in the veterinary care of the first year of age is going to have a very large return on investment. Because, again, is uh, you know, you put it all the first year, that's the, the year where they go to big transformations. I mean, we're just talking two weeks, guys. You know, Marcos, as two Marcos weeks. saying, two weeks is a lifetime for a puppy. And so we're talking about big transformations. Every two weeks is something different. Uh, you know, until there's certain ages that they grow like weeds and then there's certain ages that they plateau. So, so many things that can happen. And the one thing that is a constant is, yes, if you're patient, this will become a wonderful companion, a pet that you can take with you everywhere that people will ask you, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, And that's what we want for everybody that got a puppy or a pet, you know, an adoption during the pandemic that... You know, these are not just pandemic dogs. And when this pandemic is, oh, is over, the shelters will fill again. That will be horrible. That will be just a sad situation. So I'm hoping that that's not the case, that people take the time and learn how to um, integrate the pets in, in, you know, in a real situation where it's a long-lived situation. Um, I think we're coming down with a timing issue here, but we are going to continue this conversation in a second um, part of this conversation so please uh, keep tune, you know in tune for the next episode because we're going to have Marco back and we're going to continue um, to talk about um, the pets uh, you know how to integrate your dog in your home and what steps you need to take uh, to do so uh, until I see you again thank you Marco for coming and uh, for sharing with us Thank you very much for having me here. Anytime you need. <laughs> and remember, Marco, give give your um, email for people that maybe get some questions about your email. Could you just say your emails, and we'll put try to put a link in there. Sure, too. sure. Uh, the email is the Orca Springs email. It's Marco Osa Vets mm -hmm. at gmail .com. and you can go to my website too. Is idtcdogtraining.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming and, and spending some time with me today. And we're going to continue the conversation. And uh, so to our listeners, uh, just subscribe, share it, share this episode. And we're going to post our, uh, we recorded this. Yes. So we're going to post it and everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. And the the Oz Orchid Springs Animal Hospital um YouTube you channel. know, YouTube channel, my YouTube channel. My you, YouTube your, channel. Yeah, everybody. Everywhere. So it's going to be everywhere. Okay. Thank you so much. And until we meet again, stay safe. Bye.
Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. And uh, information about this episode came from my book, Alvet, the Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution, available in Amazon at our clinic and soon to be an audiobook. So look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And our website is www.osahvsinvictorets.com, osavets.com. There's a lot of information out there if you want some more information on integrative pet healing. And our Pet Healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms. So we're looking forward to seeing you again.